Hi, Liz. Thanks for having me. Hello, everyone. My name is uh, Omi. I'm uh, currently living here at the um, Pachamama Eco Village, and I work as a holistic uh, lifestyle coach, a health coach. I'm a drama therapist, and uh, I currently uh, facilitate the detox cleanses here in Pachamama, as well as um, a biohacking program uh, where we combine all sorts of um, ancient as well as modern modalities to enhance performance and brain, brain cognition and uh, just basically tap into our super power abilities in a way. Everyone can hear me fine? Yes, everyone can hear you, but we've got nobody um, able to speak. So, anytime anyone wants to ask a question, if I could just ask anybody to pop it in the chat and then I can relay the question to Omi. We'll get there, gang. We will get there. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So, um, okay, I'll get started. Okay. I'm going to get started. I'm going to talk about something that I really love to talk about. I'm super passionate about, um, and it's digestion. And I really do feel that. Um, it is really the link to all sorts of health issues when it comes to poor digestion and not necessarily physical health, but also when it comes to one's emotional stability, uh, when it comes to uh, the intellectual uh, capabilities that one has, even as something as a, a strong relationship to one's spirituality, to one's spiritual body. I really believe that um, having good, healthy digestion uh, is is so key in in regards to having a good relationship to oneself and not just the food um, that everyone is eating. So I, when I talk about digestion, I really talk about it in a, in a simple way of breaking it down into four stages of digestion. So I do like to ask questions here where if anyone can guess or if anyone knows what are the stages of uh, the digestive system. And there's no stupid questions or answers, just the wrong answer, that's it. Okay, would anybody like to answer Omi's first question? The stages of digestion. Nothing, no takers? Nope. Okay, so I'm gonna go through it. Okay, so <clears throat> the four stages of digestion, the first one is ingestion, okay? And this actually starts with smell, perception, thought. Already when you're picking up the phone to order your pizza or you are putting food in your grocery um, cart or you are um, looking at the menu at your favorite restaurant, your digestion is already starting. It's starting to work. Just something as simple as smell, perception, and thought. You can start to get the digestive juices going, the salivary glands going. And so that's the first stage. The next stage is, of course, is the chemical breakdown, the movement through the GI tract, all of this, um, the enzymes, the microbes breaking down our food. This is the one stage here. The next stage after that is really important, which many of us somewhat lack the ability in this in this phase, and that's absorption. And that's where the nutrients is being delivered throughout the body through the bloodstream. And then the last phase, which many of us don't really like to talk about, is elimination. So that's basically expelling the waste through the rectum, through the anus. 
So I want to go through these stages, these these stops, these digestive stops, because there's there's little like just simple things that we can do for each stop that will actually kind of start this chain reaction to living a life of vitality and longevity. At the same time, there are simple things that we can do that can start a chain reaction to all sorts of health issues from autoimmune to um Parkinson's, like it, it can go as far as the cancer, and it can just stem from something as not chewing your food properly. Something as simple as that. So I want to go to the first um, digestive stop, and that is the mouth. And the biggest problem here with this digestive stop is that nobody actually chews their food. And the reason why is because if you look at the definition of food, the very definition of food, it means to nourish one's body and to sustain growth. It's to nourish life and to sustain growth. And when we eat, a lot of the times we fail to actually have that intention. We fail to actually recognize what is happening when we are fueling our vessel. Because what we're doing is when we go for that bite of food, we're actually going for the fireworks which is fine, but we have kind of grown up in a society where that's all we're going for, the bells and whistles. And so when we take that first bite, what we're doing is we experience the, the fireworks, the, the neurons, the neurological pathways in the brain start firing off, we get that dopamine rush, and instead of actually being present with our bite, what do we do? We go for a second bite without even actually finishing the first bite. Because what we're doing is we're not really nourishing ourselves in that moment, what we're doing is we're stimulating our being, we're stimulating our taste buds. And something as simple as just knowing that can change everything, change your whole relationship to your food, as well as your relationship to yourself. Now, they say it's super important to, you know, take about 40 to 50 bites per chew. But to be honest, I find that to be a little ridiculous. Like I'm not really counting every time I'm biting or taking a chew. What I'll do sometimes is I'll do it once just for reference to have an idea. Okay, so this is how long it takes me to really break down this food in my mouth. About 40 to 50 chews, it's about this long. Another thing that I do is I actually put my utensil down between bites. And what this is, it allows me the opportunity to just be with my bite, be present with my food. And that alone really will start to, you know, people who have all sorts of issues like bloating, heartburn, little minor things. I just tell them, you know what, slow down, put your utensil down between bites. Something as simple as that can actually eradicate the problem. So let's go to um, actually and before before I, I move on from this digestive stop, there are salivary glands. There's three different salivary glands in the mouth. And it's really important that those enzymes have time with the food in your mouth. Yeah, those enzymes have a job to really break down the food and so that it is less of a burden as it goes down along the path. Yeah, so that when it hits the next digestive stop, it doesn't actually, um, it doesn't put that burden on the next stop, which is the stomach. Okay, so the next digestive stop is the stomach. And this is like a muscular bag. It's a reservoir, it's a mixer, a funnel. And what this does is it mixes uh, um, with hydrochloric acid 
and digestive enzymes. And this little mixture helps further break down food. And especially if you're eating food that is super complex, for instance, um, animal proteins or processed foods that are really hard to assimilate to the body, your body starts to work even harder to break that down. It will start to leach nutrients yeah, from your reserve in order to break that down. And so when we're here in the stomach, one of the biggest things that people do that really disrupt that um, the digest the digestive process in the stomach is actually drink water with their meal. It's actually recommended to drink water 30 minutes before or 30 minutes after, which is uh, many people are surprised about this because it's uh, you know a glass of water and their meal go hand in hand, but it actually will disrupt the whole digestive process. There are acids in the belly and your belly, your stomach needs to be acidic. It's important, it's an acidic environment. And when we are drinking water with our food, we are diluting these acids, which means that the food is not really properly being broken down. Uh, not to mention, uh, in, in the stomach, you have the top valve, okay? There's this valve that goes up to the esophagus. This valve will not close unless your stomach is super acidic. So what happens is a lot of people who have heartburn, who are bloating, who are burping, hiccups all the time, it's actually because mainly one of the reasons is they're eating way too fast, but they're also drinking with their meals. And that valve in the stomach is not going to close, that top valve. So if it's not going to close, all the acids will come up from the stomach, and that's where you'll feel the heartburn. And what does one do? They just take an antacid, yeah? And that will get rid of the acid in the belly and actually cause an even more problem. And so it's super important to make sure that when you do eat your meal, to pay attention to not dilute the acids in your belly. And that is the one stop for, the, that's the digestive stop of the stomach. I will mention what really helps this digestive stop is hydrochloric acid. You can find this, of course, in celery. There's celery juice is a huge craze. Dark leafy greens in papaya. Your body makes its own hydrochloric acid. And it's, there's, there's this amazing thing. I want to actually connect the emotional body to our physical body. Because just as well as hydrochloric acid can break down the food, it can also do harm. And in that sense... Uh, many people, for example, I'll give an, a great example. Many men have stomach ulcers after they um, receive information or uh, when they're going through a divorce. And uh, a, a lot of the ulcers also, you can find this, um, it, it, it happens commonly in men. And the reason why is when you have a really hard information, when you are going through something that's actually difficult for you to digest, information for you to digest your body's confused there's there's something going on with your being that's not being processed that's not actually fully being digested and so what your body will do is start to create more hydrochloric acid but there's nothing in the belly and it starts to burn a hole in the lining i like to bring this up because it's such a great way of seeing how the physical body and the energetic body the emotional body are really much connected and as a holistic practitioner that's a it's a huge thing you know when you see that someone is ill you almost think it's a message being sent from you know the etherical or the astral 
sometimes something as simple, you know, according to traditional Chinese medicine, when you when you break your arm, it's almost like an energetic body giving you a message saying, hey, there's something about that. Maybe it's your right arm. What is it about the right side? But it, everything really comes from a message and, and really synchronizes with our energy bodies. Okay, a, a little side tangent there, but I really like to bring that up with the hydrochloric acid. So the next digestive stop is the small intestines, okay? So part of these intestines where 90% of the digestion, absorption of food occurs. The main function of the small intestines is the absorption of nutrients and minerals from food, okay? So there is a lining in the small intestines. You can almost think of it like a carpet. They call it V-line. And um, it's like these, like, you can think of it like little fingers or little tentacles. And the reason why they're like that is it provides more surface area. And this is actually where we can start to absorb the nutrients um, through the walls of the small intestines into the bloodstream. Now, the biggest problem here are many people have a plaque buildup. So they have this, like, mucoid, mucus plaque buildup that is blocking um, the the nutrients to being of from being absorbed and so this mucus buildup can go can start right from the rectum all the way up right to our throat and in the small intestines it's really thick and what really actually glues the the wall down and hardens the wall down one of the things is uh, gluten is wheat if you're eating a lot of white flour uh, a lot of white starchy grains these things actually will, if you can think of a carpet and mopping the carpet down with glue, and over time that carpet just becomes hard, and that ends up, that's your doorway um, from for receiving nutrients. And so I always find that fasting is a huge benefit. Making sure you are well hydrated is a huge benefit because what you're doing is you're kind of sweeping the this plaque and cleaning the plaque and and kind of scraping the plaque uh, on the interior walls of your small intestines. There's uh, uh, honestly, I always say to incorporate plant fiber as much as possible. The more plant fiber you can eat, the healthier digestion you have, the healthier gut you have, uh, the cleaner small intestines, the, the cleaner the walls are. There's a really great um, combination, a concoction of a fiber drink that you can drink and you don't have to change anything to your diet. You can drink this, um, you know, an hour before you eat anything in the beginning of your day. You want to combine ground flax seeds, ground chia seeds, psyllium husk, if you don't have any kind of intolerance or, or allergies to that, and uh, a bentonite clay or zeolite clay, some kind of like fossil flower, something called diatomaceous earth as well. If you can combine all these and then, you know, in a big tablespoon, put it in, an, in a tall glass of water, and you basically want to mix that really fast and drink it fast. If it sits in the water, it starts to become like a pudding. But what this does is it acts as a broom, it acts as a sponge, and it will slowly move through your small intestines, cleaning this mucoid plaque. And it, after about a week of doing this, you will start to notice that you will be expelling a weird, like it wouldn't be any kind of like your regular poo. You will start to expel something really black, rubbery, with a very strange smell. And this is the mucoid plaque. 
So this is a huge thing, and I always suggest fasting at least once a year, if not twice. Uh, it has many benefits, but one of the benefits of fasting is is to really start to help clean that mucoid plaque that lines the the walls, the interior walls of your small intestines. Many people I know they eat super healthy, but for whatever reason they're not absorbing the nutrients. And that's one of the reasons why is uh, you know they they can eat all the superfoods you can eat all you know go full on plant based or raw but if you have uh, a very thick hardened and interior wall of your small intestines you're not going to get any of that good stuff. Could you tell us the name of that drink again, Omi? I just want to type it into the chat. Okay, so I'll give you I'll give you um, correct measurements, okay, so that you can have a little batch for yourself and you can use this. So you want to use one cup of ground flax seeds, right, and one cup of ground chia seeds. Hang on, one cup of Lori, would you mind typing this into the chat, please? Because I'm on pills. <laughs> okay, so one cup of ground flax seeds. Mm -hmm. One cup of what is it? Of ground chia seeds. Ground chia seeds. Mm -hmm. And one cup of psyllium husk. If it can be a fine powder, it's the best. Okay. And then you want to add a tablespoon. Basically, the first choice would be um, zeolite clay, Z-E-O-L-I-T-E. -E. That is, it's a, it's a really high quality uh, clay and also absorbs the bacteria in your body. Um, however, some find it a little bit too um, pricey. It could be out of one's budget. So diet, to, um, actually bentonite clay is the next thing that you can use. And also the same thing, this clay absorbs, especially when it when you add water to it, um, it becomes negatively charged and it starts to bind to everything positively charged. And all the toxins, bacteria, the parasites in your body, they're all positively charged. So it's a really good way to also cleanse your body of unwanted uh, critters and, and gunk, so to say. And when would we drink that and how often? I, so when you, you you mix all that up, for example, like in like a little bowl or something or like a little Tupperware, and you would take a spoon of that in the morning um, before you eat anything, okay, an hour before you eat anything, and do that, honestly, for 14 days, if you can, straight. It's a mucoid plaque cleanse. It's a, a muco mucus plaque um, cleanse. This is very easy to do. You don't have to change anything about your diet. Of course, the less, um, let's say, damaged and denatured proteins you eat, the less processed foods you eat, the less uh, white flour, uh, you know, any kind of uh, gluten, anything like that, the less of that you eat will for sure help. Um, but in the case of you still eating all that, you can still take this concoction in the morning and it would uh, do you a great okay. service. Well, we're getting lots of questions. So I will um, oh. just read them to you. Is that okay, Omi? Sure. Yeah. Okay, so um, how long do you recommend fasting for? Is it so many hours per day or is it, or is it for so many days per week? Mm -hmm. Okay, so honestly, when it comes to fasting, there isn't 
there isn't any right way. There is for sure a wrong way. But there, when it comes to fasting, if you haven't before, what you want to do is give yourself 24 hours. Honestly, it's about the mindset. Your body can last five days without food and water. Uh, the thing is, is it's the mindset. So if you can go into your fast with a strong mindset, you will actually complete it. So the best thing I always do for at least once a month for myself is 24 hours. And anytime I get hungry, I just hydrate, I drink. And the moments I get really hungry are, you know, lunchtime, uh, breakfast time, maybe around dinner time. Those are the times when my body is used to receiving fuel. So I have to link my consciousness to the fact that, well, I'm not receiving fuel at this time. So this hunger that I'm feeling, I'm going to sit with it. I'm not going to give in to it. And eventually it passes. And before you know it, the 24 hours is up and you haven't eaten anything. You give your digestion a break and you allow your body to do the other jobs that it's meant to do, but is really has a challenge doing because it's always burdened with digesting food. So I would recommend to this person is if you haven't fasted before, start with 24 hours and you might make it up till lunch. Okay, and you eat lunch, all right, so be it. Then the next time you come, see if you can go past lunch. I do recommend being in some kind of group setting and being in a, in a structure as well. Uh, this really helps you uh, and provides you the tools to then fast on your own or do like a cleanse on your own. Uh, but again, if you, if you are looking to do it on your own and it's your first time, uh, start with a 24-hour one and then maybe do a three-day. And I would recommend having green juice, cold pressed, organic is the best, because then you won't have to deal with nutritional hunger. Of course, also resting a lot. Find other things that will support this fast. Uh, hopefully that answers the question. Okay. Thank you. And Omi, when we give our digestion a break and we allow it to get to work, on other things in our body, what is it actually doing? What what would the what what are the benefits to that when we rest our digestion? Okay, so a lot of the things that we eat first off can really disrupt the nervous system, can really disrupt the endocrine system. Okay, and also which affects the cardiovascular system as well. So the digestive system is linked to all sorts of things as well as our lymphatic system. Okay, and there's a natural thing that your body does. It, it actually detoxifies itself. It has many elimination pathways. The kidneys, even the tear ducts, the liver, uh, your colon, of course, uh, through your skin, the mouth, the lungs. There's many elimination pathways that allow your body to detox. Many of them are blocked, which burden one. Yeah, your, our liver is, um, all, just about everyone's liver is burdened. Um, due to having many elimination pathways blocked, but also the fact that we're just eating all the time. Your liver has 500 jobs. And if it's always dealing with digestion, it's not going to be able to get to, do to the, get to do the other things that it's supposed to do, like regulate your hormones, like provide the right enzymes to break down certain foods, yeah? like to create bile so that you can digest fat. Uh, like to detox your system and all the impurities that we take on throughout our day. It doesn't really do a good job because it's always burdened with having to deal with digestion. The amount of food that we eat, it's kind of unnatural. And also it's because we're actually eating out of boredom. Again, remember what food, what it, the very definition is to nourish and to sustain life. 
I don't think many of us are actually keeping that in mind when we are um, consuming food. We're really just doing it out of boredom, boredom, out of uh, stimulation to get that dopamine, which is fine. That can be a little, you know, byproduct. But the true product is to nourish ourselves. And so when we give our body a break from digesting, the body can start to do what it already naturally does. To arguably reverse the aging process as well. The body has the ability to reverse, if not even slow down, the aging process when we start to um, give that digestive system a break. Not to mention your immune system gets a big boost as well, because what happens is it starts to think like, ah, okay, there's a scarcity supply of, of food, of nourishment. I'm going to start to activate myself. And the immune system is very much like a, a superhero. So when there's a, that danger being sensed, you're kind of tricking your body in a way into thinking that uh, you're going to deal with, you know, famine, then your immune system starts to um, activate and starts to boost itself and support you in this time of fasting. Thank you so much, Omi. We have a, another question here. Um, when you mentioned about the green juices, um, is this to break the fast or for Jordan? So the green juices are, first off, the color green is incredibly powerful. Just through photosynthesis, it's able to hold so much sunlight energy. And so if you are fasting, that's what we need. We need energy. If you're unable to get good dose of sunlight, you can, you can eat the sun. You can drink the sun. And so green juice has such strong powerful sunlight energy, not to mention it oxygenates the blood, fills your body with chlorophyll, fill, allows your body to feel the feel-good hormones as well, just to help support you in the fast. Do you remember when we got to that point of drinking the green juice in the... Yeah, in the fast. It, 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 yeah, it was like a jolt of energy. Yeah, yeah. And not was. to mention, it's just so, it's so healthy for your heart. Your heart will love you for it. And if you even if you're going through any kind of, I would say, trauma, any kind of bitterness, anything that where you feel some kind of stuck energy in the heart, something as simple as just drinking green juice all the time is a, is a, is a good way to unblock the energy and get things moving in that heart area. You can also correlate it with Eastern philosophy. How this color green is associated with the heart uh, chakra. Uh, and you, it's very much like this. Yeah, These dark leafy greens are so important for us to have. And they help us um, and support us in, the, in a fast. Okay, so drink whilst fasting. As you've been um, educating us, I've, um, I've been asking quite a few um, polls, questions. So just to let everyone know, those who haven't voted on a poll, if you click the chat section, you will be able to see polls at the top. And if you haven't voted, please go on and vote. So the first question that we asked was, do you eat for fuel? And um, this wasn't the first, sorry, they're all muddled up. But we had 60% um, of people said yes, and 40 said no. Um, was you aware of the mucus blocking the nutrients from gluten. Um, did you know that if we eat good foods, the nutrients can still be blocked? And 29% of people said yes, 70% of people said no. Did you know not taking the time to digest emotions can cause ulcers? 100% said no. Did you know water dilutes the acid in the stomach, disrupts in digestion? 
13% said yes and 88% said no. Do you drink whilst eating? 100% said yes. Do you suffer with bloating? 89% said yes and 11% said no. And how do you eat fast or slow? 78% said fast and 22% said slow. So I just wanted to share that with you, Omi, of um, the questions that we've been asking today and the answers. Okay, cool. Just to, just to uh, make a comment on the drinking with food, the, the 100%, that's not a surprise. Mm. I would say this, um, sometimes I do have a little sip of water when I'm eating something salty and I feel quite parched. But also that's good information for me to know that this food that I'm eating isn't necessarily healthy for me. And it might look good and all full of color, but if it's that salty, if it has that many kind of flavor enhancements or something that makes me parched that I actually need to drink, it's uh, important to know that it's not the healthiest meal. Okay, that's a brilliant point, thank you. So, okay, moving on, um, this is the last stop. Okay. And and my favorite one, and uh, one that's actually not so um, popular, but it's the large intestines. Okay, this is where um, it absorbs water and salts uh, from the material that has kind of not been digested as food, and it gets rid of any kind of waste products that's left over. Yeah, waste products that include like undigested parts of food and and older cells from the GI tract. Now, here's the thing with the uh the large intestines okay i mentioned about this mucoid plaque yeah and it can create like a, a glue like substance so all the things that we eat that we aren't aren't aware of for example like growth hormones antibiotics all this stuff that are in processed foods all these chemicals they actually get glued to the walls of the colon which create mental blockages. I can tell you right now, every single person who I've recommended to do a hydrocolonic therapy or a deep like, you know, colonic work or an enema, they end up going away with feeling some kind of mental clarity, a sense of lightness. Yeah. And there, it, there's, it's almost like they've shed some kind of, you know, unwanted heavy baggage and that baggage is stuck to the walls of your colon some of us have you know matter in there that has been there for a very 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 long time it putrefies it creates a parasitic environment that can really overgrow and get a little get away from us cause all sorts of harm for us i really recommend um doing colon cleanses okay and I know there's a little bit of controversy because people say it's not natural or the truth is it's very natural. It's a, it's an ancient um, practice. They did this in ancient Egypt, in ancient India, in ancient China. The Aztecas, the Mayas did this. They did this for um, heightened intuition, a sense of clarity. Um, so the one thing, though, that is also important to recognize why it's uh, – it's somewhat controversial is because we have bad microbes and good microbes. And when you are cleaning out your colon, you're not only, you know, cleaning out the bad microbes, you're cleaning out the good microbes as well. However, the ratio of good microbes to bad microbes in many people today are off or is not an out, is not actually an unhealthy um, match. The thing is, is for a healthy gut, you need 80% good microbes, 20% not so good, the bad microbes, the bad guys. 
And it's important to have the bad guys. Your immune system needs the bad guys. Think of it as like a sparring partner, you know, before fighting the big, you know, fight of whatever it is, whatever kind of virus, for instance, your body will need to fight. Your immune system needs kind of like practice and sparring partners. So that's why the bad microbes are, are important to have. But 80-20 is a healthy microbiome. And it's actually a reflection of your lifestyle. So I'm not somebody who doesn't allow myself to enjoy, the, you know, the 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 delicacies, the, the, the decadence of life, even though sometimes I know it's not good for me. But I have that conversation with myself. I say, okay, you know what? It's a cold day or a hot day. I'm going to have this cold beer. Maybe I will have that bag of chips. And I know it's not the best for me. But what I do is I am conscious of it. And I say, okay, well, this is in my 20%. What am I doing now for my 80%? Okay, so tomorrow I'm going to make a green smoothie. Maybe I go out for – maybe I, I do a good run. You know, just something to balance the 20%. And it's so funny to say that an 80% uh, lifestyle of healthy living, of good bacteria in the gut is a good balance to 20%. We need a little bit of a shadow in our life. And that's what that 20% of the bad bacteria represents. So if you are doing a colon cleanse or any kind of cleanse like that, you need to keep in mind, now you need to repopulate your gut with the good microbes. And how you can find that is, of course, in fermented foods, in good high-quality probiotics, in uh, plant fibers, in greens, in whole fruits, whole vegetables. These will provide a really good, healthy environment in the gut. Not to mention, these microbes are highly intelligent. These microbes have received so much um, life force energy from the sun. If you actually zoom in on uh, like a, a leafy uh, green, you can see on a molecular structure that the cells are smiling. I want to send you that picture, Liz. Remember that picture I showed you? Yeah. Yeah, you can see how just on a molecular structure that these cells like are smiling. And it's quite beautiful to see. I always say, if I need to, if I want to feel like that, then I'm going to eat that. And so uh, I, I always recommend greens, plant fiber, whole fruits, whole vegetables, of course, fermented foods and high quality probiotics for a healthy gut. But the number one thing I do recommend is spirulina. I'm not sure if many people know what spirulina is. It is a superfood. It has a nutritional profile like none other. And it's actually the oldest food on the planet. It was the very first thing on Mother Earth that was considered food. And it's actually a very unique molecular structure. It's nothing like uh, on this planet at all. It's actually half plant, half animal. Usually you see a nucleus and it's uh, either animal or uh, of a mammal or of plant life. But the spirulina is very, very unique as it's half plant, half animal. Technically, you're not vegan if you are uh, if you're eating spirulina. But it is so important to have this. It also carries intelligence, ancient intelligence. And it actually helps decalcify the pineal gland, not to mention just helping your gut. But it, in a way, it helps open the third eye. I recommend eating spirulina all the time. It needs to be a staple in everybody's household. Mm, thank you so much. Someone has so asked. Is, uh, sorry, go, go ahead. No, 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 go on. Well, I just wanted to say I had I have one last thing that I want to talk about, but I'm I wouldn't mind taking the time now to answer some questions. 
Okay, um, so what would you say is the best green juice for us? What would we put in that? Um, okay, so first off, the best green juice is the one that is cold pressed cold and pressed. that is produce uh, that's organic, that's organic produce. That's by far the best green juice. The more dark leafy greens that you can add, the better. Yeah, uh, celery, things like celery and cucumber as well, um, that can give you a lot of juice, help hydrate the body, but that will also carry all the nutrients in the dark leafy greens are amazing. Um, I wouldn't really necessarily juice any kind of fruits other than maybe green apple. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I wouldn't go, you know, maybe throw an apple in there, but otherwise things like um, Swiss chard, parsley, spinach, different kinds of kale if you can you know um same thing with the different kinds of parsley with uh cilantro as well um coriander cilantro yeah yeah, coriander Mm -hmm. yeah coriander um there's uh even radish greens as well uh is is really good um and of course i put spirulina in my juice uh i put carrot as well in my juice i put a little bit of ginger in my juice as well ginger is very good it helps pair with other nutrients it it acts as like a delivery system think of ginger as like a really good uber yeah so you know instead of your instead of your um you know the uh, particular nutrients jumping on the subway or the the metro or you know which is your bloodstream it, it works with the ginger and it's a really good it helps deliver the nutrients uh, to certain parts of your body that's needed. Wow. So ginger as an Uber. (laughs) Similar to ginger, cayenne as well, turmeric. Yeah, these are are really great Ubers, I would say. Okay, I'm just reading one more question. Okay. Somebody is asking, let's see. I hope that answered your question, Joanna, for the um, juice. And Catherine is asking, if you take medication, is there a period of time that you should leave between taking it and the mucid plaque cleanse mix? Ah, I see. Okay, no, you don't have to worry. This mucoid plaque cleanse mix does not really... um affect uh, medication however the clay is somewhat is a is a little bit of a detoxifier so and i know of course what comes with medications certain certainly things that help treat us but also it comes with all sorts of things that aren't the best for our body and that ends up going through the liver your liver takes care of that Uh, and so sometimes the the clay for instance can bind to um you know, the, uh, I would say certain chemicals to your medication and it will pull it out your body. Um, and you may reabsorb it through the bloodstream and you might feel a sense of nausea. It depends on the medication. For example, like hormone, hormonal balancing medication is fine. Antibiotics, I think will be a little bit, um, will be a little bit rough. And I also believe, um, antidepressants as well. Um, I, it's really hard for me to say, you know, when and what sh- should someone take a break, like when it comes to the medication. 
it really depends. It's, it depends on the individual, it depends on the medication, what exactly they're taking it for. Um, I, I, it's hard for me to say uh, when and if one should stop the medication when it comes to the concoction. But okay. I would try it out. I always say start low and slow. So if you are taking something and you feel like, it, to be honest, in this concoction, it's just a lot of plant fiber. And even the clay itself is from Mother Earth. So you're not going to do any kind of damage to yourself. Um, yeah, so I would say it's totally fine to, to take the, um, that concoction. I would hold off if it's antibiotics and antidepressants. Though. Okay, so just antibiotics and painkillers and painkillers. And painkillers. Okay, perfect. And um, we got a question from Victoria. I drink ginger and turmeric with lemon and apple cider vinegar each morning in a glass of warm water. Do you think that this is good? Oh, yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. First of all, you're hydrating and you're alkalining. Did she say she put lemon? Lemon, yes. Yeah. And then she's giving her body um, anti-inflammatory properties as well uh, in that you will have in the, um, you know, the, it, it's, uh, it's called curcuma. And you will find this in the turmeric, uh, the ginger as well. I think it's very good that she's doing that. Not only that, it helps aid digestion as well yeah they can provide your body with good um digestive enzymes as well wow okay brilliant i'll just let you know what a few of the polls have said um did you know um fasting helps balance hormones 20 percent said yes and 80 percent said no did you know spirulina supports intuition spiritual connection pineal gland 100 percent said no did you know spirulina is half plant half animal and 17 percent said yes 83 percent said no um have you ever had a colon cleanse 43 percent said yes and 57 percent said no did you know food can create mental blockages 29 percent said yes and 71 percent said no and half and half eat for fuel. Okay, perfect, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm gonna move on. This okay. is the last thing now that, sorry? Yeah, okay, perfect, ready when okay. you are. So this is the last thing that I will cover, and it's one of my favorite things, because honestly, when it comes to cleansing and and like you know figuring out one's digestion and understanding what one can do for themselves to better themselves when it comes to a life of vitality and longevity really when you when you come down to it you are developing a deep relationship with yourself so even though you are going for something in the grocery store that you know isn't good for you at least you can start having the conversation so that the next time you meet that thing that you know isn't good for you, you you have that will. You're a little bit more motivated to actually say, yeah, you know what, this time I'm going to put it down. Or if you do take it, you can be like, okay, well, what's this about? Am I lashing out? Or do I just want to, you know, forget about it and indulge? Okay, as long as you are conscious about it, I think that's the kind of biggest issue when it comes to you know the, the social construct of our society is that all of these things that we're doing is just unconsciously taking action unconsciously moving towards something that we don't really understand what it is that it's doing for us and a lot of the times we get confused about what hunger is we think i'm hungry and that's it that means i need food but there are many different kinds of hunger what we call hunger stems from six unique biological or psychological situations. So the first one 
which is the most important one, is nutritional hunger. This is something that many of us have but never actually address or deal with. So nutritional hunger is actually when your body is craving the the building blocks it needs. The building blocks, whether it is to, you know, we need nutrients to break down food. Whether you're eating a piece of steak or a piece of broccoli, you're going to give something in order to take that. Yeah, your body will use its nutrient reserve to break down that broccoli. Sometimes, especially, especially if it's organic, the broccoli will have a nutritional profile. It will have building blocks that will already give your body what it needs to break down that broccoli. That's why I always say GMO foods are really dangerous. Not only do they not give your body the building blocks it needs, it actually takes the building blocks away from your body. After all, we're made up of the periodic table. In order to break down something is um, very foreign and, and very hard to assimilate to the body. Now, it's the same thing when it comes to nutritional hunger. You wonder why someone who is pregnant is craving like chocolate and pickles. Well, they their body actually needs the zinc from the pickles and the magnesium from the chocolate to make that that human in their body. And it's the same thing when it comes to nutritional hunger. Now, many of us, what happens is, oh, we're hungry, but our body's actually craving nutrients. And what do we do? We just go and get like a burger and fries and a shake, thinking, okay, this will satisfy our hunger. What ends up happening? We get hungry again, because we're not actually feeding the hunger that our body is yearning for. So that's nutritional hunger. The other one is thirst. Many times, we're just, we just need to drink. Uh, anytime you feel hungry, just have a glass of water. And you'll notice, actually, you won't feel hungry anymore. This, can, this stems from basically our ancestors. When it came to uh, clean water, this was a privilege. It wasn't always easy to stumble upon clean water. So the best way to hydrate, they would hydrate from whole fruits, whole vegetables. And so it, in a way, when we are hungry, we're actually thirsty. And so that's a good way to just pay attention to your hunger. Uh, am I actually hungry or am I thirsty? Another thing is variety. If you do not have a variety in your diet, you will you will be hungry. So for example, if I'm just eating meat and potatoes every day, you know, for six days straight, having meat and potatoes every day, by the fifth or sixth day after I eat the meat and potatoes, my body's not going to feel satisfied. It's going to need something. It needs variety. It goes back to our ancestors again, who were foraging, who were harvesting, who were taking everything that they can and getting a good variety. So variety is very important. And it's if you are hungry, take a look. Am I getting a variety of things in my meal? Another one is empty stomach hunger. Now, this is very normal. That of course comes back to a time when you know where we where humans lived in a time of feast or famine, right? And so, luckily, I believe for everyone here in this chat room, we haven't really experienced empty stomach hunger, but that's a form of hunger. Another one is low blood sugar hunger. Yeah. So I will have a croissant and a, and a coffee in the morning, spike up my blood sugar. I crash. And what do I do from crashing? My body needs something. So I would just grab like another bagel or something just quick to um, give me that energy. And that's the low blood sugar hunger. The other hunger, which I find is probably the biggest kind of hunger that is linked to all sorts of digestive issues, health issues, is emotional hunger. And that's one that many of us are kind of giving into. You know, when you have that breakup and someone comes with a pint of ice cream, 
yeah you're soothing something there's something there and also food correlates with our mood so usually when we are lacking a lot of love we have a bigger sweet tooth we really love the sugar and it's the same thing with salty foods when we are really bitter about something without even knowing it we start to really lay on the salt all that salty snacks all of that food correlates with mood and emotional hunger what i like to call is a beast and there is this choice that moment where you can stop yourself or take a step back just to take a look okay what is this that i'm doing what is this about am i depressed am i lashing out do i just want to suppress my emotions and just shove everything down to the basement with food yeah it's the same thing with smoking um you know what we're doing is we're just suppressing in the lungs the lungs carry grief and so we're just suppressing what it is that we don't want to process and it can be unconscious or conscious and sometimes many of us are just unable to face what it is that we are suppressing unable we don't have the tools yet to kind of cope with what it is that we're suppressing but we suppress with food and when we're bored many people i've worked with who uh, you know i've gotten them to quit smoking i tell them by the way you're going to gain weight because instead of you lighting a cigarette what you're going to do is you're going to start to snack it's the same thing this oral fixation and you can link it right down to your childhood so those are the different kinds of hungers and i feel like just understanding that changes the relationship with our food which in turn changes the relationship with ourselves we don't have to go out there and be the super health nut we don't have to go out there and and say you know what i don't want this chocolate cake cuz it's bad for me even though you do want it yeah we can allow ourselves to have those things that we know aren't the greatest for us but we're conscious about it we understand what is it about and then we somewhat bring balance to it always offsetting what is not so good for us with something that can truly serve us so that's everything i think i will cover for now um i'm i'm sorry that we had the technical difficulties difficulties but anyway i kind of uh, i really enjoyed myself so I, i wanted to just i want to thank everyone for your attention your willingness your trust and for also on this journey that you i i consider you all modern day superheroes you know um really looking to better yourself which in turn betters the world so thank you all thank you omi thank you so much does anybody have any last questions to ask omi before he leaves or any words that you would like to say that was amazing thank you so much thank you thank you les thank you omi thank you omi lots of thank yous very welcome <laughs> We've learned so so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, mm-hmm. Omi. You are you're very welcome. You are magical. And if anyone, if anyone wants to come see me, maybe do a cleanse. Um, yeah. Do this like little biohack. It's really cool. Come to Costa Rica if you're ever in Costa Rica. Come to Pachamama, and yes. uh, it's quite the experience. And it should be on the bucket list. Yeah, definitely. It's it's been a life changing experience for me. And doing the cleanse is. Um, has really lit something inside of me and has completely changed my relationship with food and I am forever grateful to Omi and Pachamama for that. Please have a look at Omi's Instagram. He's on Instagram as waking Omi and I have tagged his page. So, yeah, you can get lots more information there. We've got lots more thank yous. Thank you, I've learned so much. You are amazing, Omi. Thank you, Omi. Thank you. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Omi. I am um, I'm so grateful that that we we got to have you on here today that the wealth of knowledge that you have and the um the passion 
And the way you explain things, you're truly magic. Thank you so much for being here and sharing with us. Thank you so much, dear. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Amy. Okay, signing off. Ciao. Bye, Thanks. everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Isn't he great? He's got so much knowledge, so much education around. I was like this on the cleanse. So much. We've learned so, so much. Um, I'm not too sure how we're going to, um, if we can keep these polls. Laurie, is there a way that you can um, keep them? I think that'd be really good for us to have. And what we will do, everyone, is um, we had some technical difficulties getting Omi on today. So we will go through and watch this and we will make some visuals from today's live so that you're able to go in and download them but please also follow omi as well on um, on instagram where he will put some more um information up he's always posting little videos does anybody have any questions before we are go i've never wrote so fast i know i know has anybody got any questions? Don't forget, um, we're on our um, Inner Balance Masterclass, which starts in 25 minutes. Um, if nobody has any questions, I will close our room. Liz. Yeah? Sorry, can you just try something for me? I've been, yeah. like, a aggressively on chat to support you, trying to find an answer. You know, okay. if you click on view, view people at the bottom, and yeah. there's little dots to the size of them. If yeah. you click on that, can you say invite to stage? No. Okay. Could you please no. just take a picture for me? Sorry. Sorry everybody to get crash. Thank you. <laughs> what is it that you would um like me to take a Oh just... invite to stage? Yeah. No, oh. that would be how weird is that? Hang on, invite onto stage. Let's see. So that must be a, a laptop and then a phone. Ah, it doesn't say invite on. It doesn't say invite onto stage on the phone. Okay, right. Okay, I'm working on it. Thank you. Right. Yeah, that'll be um, brilliant. So hope everyone enjoyed um, today's workshop and hopefully we can get the polls back to everyone really learning so much about the body and how much we eat unnecessarily as well you know and the reasons why we eat emotional and just learning about you know chocolate means love and salt means that we're keeping something down there it's uh so much knowledge there we will definitely get these polls kept and try and get some visuals put together from all of omi's magic and get them out to everyone and i will see you all at 8 30 for our inner balance workshop so go and have a way put the kettle on and get back i'm really excited for this next workshop i will see you all at half eight everyone make sure you get back it's gonna be really good thank you see you soon everyone Mwah! see you in a minute